0: Good afternoon and welcome to Ask the Docs, a Fertility Institute of Hawaii livestream. November is Men's Health Awareness Month and our topic is Optimizing Male Fertility. Thank you for joining us today. We have a lot of great info to share. My name is Dr. Carmo and I'm here with Dr. Goulet and we have Dr. Fradirelli on as well. Hello. All right, so why don't we just start out by talking about male infertility in general. So Dr. Fredorelli, what kind of issues can males have?
1: Well, there's, you know, obviously men, you know, when you when you need to have a baby, you need sperm, eggs, and uterus, the three things, ing- three ingredients I always tell people. And so for men, you, you gotta have the sperm. And so there can be sperm production issues, there can be, um, you know, sperm motility issues, so anything that abnormal with the semen analysis, which we can dis, which we'll discuss later, um, but there also also can be functional issues, right? There can be uh, you know, erectile dysfunction. Um, some men may have had traumatic injuries that you know may have affected the spinal cord, and, and so there are there are other reasons why men may have ejaculate ejaculatory issues. Um, one common thing that we see is retrograde ejaculation. And, and that can be associated with medical conditions like diabetes, for instance. So, and what happens with that is, is the male will have the sensation of ejaculation, but without um, any ejaculate, you know, um, you know, being seen. And so, what happens at that point? We'll we'll get a urine a urine sample after that after the ejaculation, and we'll we can make the diagnosis that way. There can also just be Issues with the testicle. There can be blockage in the in the testicle that um, will lead to a man not having sperm or having, or having uh, sperm issues.
0: Yeah, and I think ASRM uh, mentions that up to 40% of uh, infertility is either completely attributable or impartial, uh partially attributable to a male factor. Um, so it's a pretty significant proportion of infertile couples actually do have, have a male factor issue. Um, so Dr. Goulet, what, what is the evaluation that we typically do?
2: Right. Men typically have it a little bit easier compared to our female patients. They only have the first preliminary test, which is that semen analysis. Um, There are only certain labs that can perform a a semen analysis because not everybody has the technicians that are trained in performing this. So you can't just go to any lab core and and have a semen analysis done. But at an appropriate lab, we would order a semen analysis. We do that here in-house and we get information on that semen analysis that tells us about the uh, number of sperm that are present, the volume of the ejaculate the how many of the sperm are moving and then the shape of the sperm and so all of these things combined can tell us is there an absolute male factor for example if we don't see any sperm or is there a subfertility factor for example we see um, lower motility less moving sperm less alive sperm than we would normally expect to see now Oftentimes, even when there are sub fertility factors on the semen analysis, there are things that we can do from a treatment, uh, from a female treatment perspective, to help uh, that sperm and that egg fertilize without us having to go through um, extensive workup and evaluation of the male patient. However, when the semen analysis comes back, Uh, concerning either for very low counts or very low morphology. At that point, we would recommend further workup with a urologist to get hormone levels tested and to get a physical evaluation and perhaps an ultrasound of the scrotum to look for things that could be contributing to that abnormal semen analysis, and that may be correctable. Typically there are a number of different
0: things that can contribute to a male factor. Um, And so those can be divided into heritable forms. You things that you might've inherited from family members um, and those could cause both obstructive issues. So blockages as well as um, non-obstructive issues and low sperm count or no sperm. There's also environmental factors, right? Or, or anatomic factors. Um, And so, uh, it's important to kind of figure out what's what. And, and actually the other category which is the most common one, right is just it's unknown. <laughs> so sometimes and oftentimes males have a fertility issue and we don't we don't exactly know why. Um, so in terms of the heritable forms, there are some genetic abnormalities that that can occur. They're either inherited from family members or they can be sort of spontaneous um, issues. Um, So one of them would be, for example, karyotype abnormality. Okay, karyotype um, gives us the information about how many chromosomes we actually have. Uh, And so sometimes if there's an issue with the number of chromosomes, certain health issues can, um, can occur. So for example, having three chromosome 21s is the cause of Down syndrome. Um, There are some other karyotype abnormalities which may cause male infertility. Uh, Klinefelter's is one of them. That's where a man has two X chromosomes as well as a Y chromosome. And so um, he may be completely normal, may not ever realize this uh, and and be be a normal male up until he tries to conceive. Um, And when we do a semen analysis, we see that that he does not have, um, that he has an extra X um, and well, no, sorry, that he doesn't have any sperm, then when we test the karyotype, we'll see that extra X. Um, similarly, there's something else um, called uh, um, a Y chromosome microdeletion, where kind of part of the Y chromosome can be deleted, and this can cause issues with sperm. The other um, heritable issue which can occur would be cystic fibrosis. Um, so being a cystic fibrosis carrier sometimes um can uh, cause issues with the vas deferens that kind of carry the sperm into the um, into the ejaculate. And so when you're missing that, there won't be any sperm in the ejaculate. Um, this is more of an obstruction issue, but there will be good sperm production. Um, and so there's kind of an, a number of different things that we can test for depending on what we see. Um,
2: and you brought up a good issue with obstruction because sometimes those that obstruction is, uh, Uh, elective and intended, for example, when a man has undergone a vasectomy and later on chooses uh, to have children after the vasectomy, there are ways we can work around the vasectomy. One way would be to refer you back to the urologist to have the vasectomy reversed. There's pros and cons with that compared to the other alternative, which would be surgically extracting the sperm and using that with IVF. Um, and so there are ways that we can work around an intentional obstruction if that happens to be the male fertility factor.
1: A, one, a couple things to add, just to uh, actually to first to Dr. Goulet's comment about semen analysis. Um, certainly, only certain only certain places can do semen analysis. However, recently there have has really been a, a, um, a revolution in in People being able to do it at home, um, you can do mail-in semen analysis. They have there's an app on your phone that, that you have to get the right you know, the right apparatus, but you can you, you can do it you you can use it that way. Um, although that's mainly the ad, that app right now is mainly for clinical use, but it's, it's fairly expensive, so not doubt is going to just purchase that for themselves to do their own semen analysis. But there are ways that you can do semen analysis without leaving your your home. You may not get the um, the best answer, you know, there's only, there's certain parameters. If it's a normal semen analysis, they probably can tell you that. But if, but if it's a really low count, they might count it as, it might say that you have azospermia or, or, or that uh, um, they have no sperm. And so on the, on the edges, you know, where there's too much or too little or something, then those, those things don't work as well. But, but in general, they are being used, utilized, <clears throat> excuse me, utilized more and more. Um, and then about the evaluation for the male, you know, Certainly, the, the first thing we always like to do is send them to the urologist. when, If, they, if there's an abnormal semen analysis, there is a, a certain percentage of those, those men who may have testicular cancer. And They're more likely to have testicular cancer if you have an abnormal, a, a significant abnormal semen analysis than someone who has a normal semen analysis. doesn't mean you have cancer, but you just have a higher risk. And so because we may see somebody who has really low count and a really low motility, those are men who have, are at a higher risk, so they go to the urologist for an evaluation, a testicular exam. And some things that the urologist may find uh, include like a varicocil, which is very common. Uh, and a lot of men come in knowing they have a varicocil, um, which is basically just a dilation of the veins in the testicle. Uh, and that, in some areas, may be associated with, with fertility, and, and the urologist may have a treatment uh, that they can do, which is surg- surgical. Um, it doesn't help most patients with the varicocele, but there are, there are certain ones that certain select, um, individuals where it might be, uh, beneficial.
0: Yeah. Um, to go off of that, the varicocele itself, it, you know, is sort of graded. And if it's very severe, um, then that may be something that, uh, is more likely to improve fertility if it's, if it's fixed. Um, Other causes of infertility are are more difficult to kind of nail down. The environmental factors are thought to be contributing to what's called isolated teratospermia, which is where the only issue is the shape of the sperm. Um, And this is extremely common. I I think a majority of our patients um, suffer from this and and worldwide um, actually morphology appears to be um, declining. Uh, And so, with isolated teratospermia, unless the teratospermia is very severe, um, we don't really recommend uh, any any special kind of treatment for for the male. Um, there may be some antioxidants that have been shown to improve semen parameters, but have not necessarily been associated with improvements in live birth. Um, so, questionable, you know, how much how much those really help, but that's that's something to consider when when you have kind of some mild sperm abnormalities as well.
1: That, that's also very common with the male sperm literature, and that there are a lot of things that may improve the number of sperm or motility. To to a significant degree, but significant is is relative because you're talking about millions, right? So so, but it may it may improve the semen analysis, but most of the literature doesn't show benefit of. Outcomes, pregnancy outcomes, and it might just be a numbers issue or or, or the methodology of the, of the studies.
2: One thing I caution my patients for men who are trying to do things like take vitamins or make positive lifestyle changes: that we're not going to see these improvements in the semen analysis overnight. It takes ninety days for a sperm uh, to be made, and so it's going to take a minimum of three months, but probably more optimally six months to a year until we see optimal improvement in sperm. And most people don't want to um, wait a full year to see how good can we get the sperm. Other things that uh, I get questions about are what about you know lifestyle choices? Does alcohol affect the sperm? And and we do think that uh, moderate to heavy drinking can reduce the semen analysis parameters. Caffeine, we know to be fairly safe, um, but of course, if you ask any doctor regarding uh, tobacco or nicotine use, we're going to advise you to stay away from that um, for your health and for the health of uh, your sperm.
0: Um, excessive caffeine intake isn't good, true. though. So, so true. three three cups or more, which I don't find to be very excessive, <laughs> to be honest with you. Um, but you know, that's what but the a cup of coffee. Is. So, but a cup, do. a cup or two. Actually, for many, yeah, a cup or two should should be fine. Um, everything,
1: everything in moderation,
0: right? Yes. Uh, obesity. I don't know if you mentioned that. Um, but obesity is something that seems to increase sperm DNA damage. Um, and so improving that, you know, over time, you, you may see improvements in, uh, in sperm quality. Other than the semen analysis, so like Dr. Galay said, men have it pretty easy because usually it's just sort of the semen analysis and if that's okay, then, then we move on and, and women have lots of tests, right? Um, but if there's an issue with the semen analysis, then we may need to do some additional testing for the male. So that might include blood work uh, and that's gonna look at the hormone levels. Um, that can tell us if there is an issue with the thyroid, prolactin, sometimes that can impact um, sperm quality. It'll tell us if the testosterone levels are off or if the hormones which signal the testicles to produce sperm are off, because that can help us determine if some medication actually may be helpful. Uh, And then, as I mentioned before, we can also look at some of the genetic issues depending on what the problem is. So, if a male has no sperm, we may opt to do the karyotype to determine if there is an issue there. We may opt to do Um, the the, uh, Y chromosome microdeletion testing, but that would only be if somebody has a pretty severe male factor. We wouldn't necessarily look at genetic causes for someone who has a more mild to moderate form of of a male factor. Um, And then lastly, there's sperm DNA fragmentation analysis, which there are a few different companies that are doing that now. Um, And that's interesting because there isn't a great treatment available yet, so question. There are some treatments, um, but you know, questionable how much those those are helpful at this time. And so, physicians in general, you, we don't really like to do tests where when we can't really fix the problem. Um, and so, it's it's not routinely offered. Um, but for example, if somebody has a very severe uh, sperm DNA fragmentation index, or they have pretty pretty bad sort of sperm DNA fragmentation in their sperm, um, then we could even consider donor sperm, def- depending on you know what what their potential fertility looks like, what their cycle, if they did IVF, what their IVF cycles look like, uh, or if they have a history of recurrent pregnancy loss that may be contributing to that. Um, and then there are some kind of newer, more controversial uh, treatments. So, for example, um, doing testicular sperm extraction, which is typically reserved for people who have, you know, an obstruction or people who have uh, very, very, very few sperm. Um, the thought is that if we extract sperm at the at the time before they kind of go through everything they need to go through um, prior to ejaculation. Uh, then we may be getting sperm that's kind of less fragmented. And so that, that is something that some centers are, are currently
2: considering
0: um, with kind of a severe sperm DNA fragmentation.
2: The newest um, American Urological Association actually now recommends that sperm DNA fragmentation for recurrent pregnancy loss. So if mm-hmm. there's been uh, miscarriages that have happened that have been unexplained Certainly seeing a fertility doctor, having both individuals worked up and seeing what tests are appropriate. Could be a karyotype for both individuals. And perhaps now even that uh, sperm DNA fragmentation testing as well.
1: And I think that is important to realize that that really only gives you a a diagnosis or, or a thought about that it might be related to the sperm the only treatment is using different sperm potentially uh, uh, or like Dr. Carmon said, you know, there's, there's some other therapies that, that have been, you know, have been tried, but, but with minimal success, you know, doing a, doing a test C um, we, we, when we try to do IVF, we try to get the freshest sperm possible. So we have men ejaculate, you know, daily for a few days before the IVF cycle to get the freshest sperm possible. There's studies showing that you have d- you lowered, um, uh, fragmentation, DNA fragmentation, if the sperms, you're getting the the freshest sperm. So we'll do that. Um, But there really is limited ability to treat those guys other than using donor sperm, potentially.
0: Um, Did we mention smoking? uh smoking is everything really
1: in moderation but except for yeah, smoking. Smoking, no, smoking is
0: really good for sperm no i'm just kidding it's <laughs> not good Don't at smoke. all for sperm it's
1: terrible <laughs> right and that it's not everything in moderation
0: <laughs> yeah tobacco no smoking um it, there are some places where um where some centers will actually test for um nicotine in, in the urine of males and females, and, um, and actually, you know, not, not offer IVF in, in those cases because the, um, well, at least the insurance companies are, are stopping them from, <laughs> from, from getting IVF coverage because of the lower success rates in men and women who smoke.
1: There was a very wise physician that I, that I once heard um, that gave a patient advice, and the advice was that for fertility patients, male or female, um, if it's bad for your health and bad for your heart, it's probably bad for fertility.
0: Is that me? Um, Didn't I say that? That, that oh, was you, right? You. That was <laughs> me, <laughs> giving, I said that, yeah. Right, yeah, so there's, there are no surprises here. There are, there's tons of literature, all types of associations looking at what, what's affecting both male and female fertility, really. Um, and there, there just aren't any surprise. There's no studies that show that, you know, bacon is really good for sperm. You know, it, it's just everything is exactly what you would expect. <laughs> um and so you know if you follow i, I well, actually life,
1: life sucks yeah. it really is you have to keep you can't have fun
0: right <laughs> i usually and you know most of the kind of current literature we're looking at nutrition is looking at dietary patterns um because that's kind of it's very difficult to study but it's a smarter way to go and so when people are asking what type of diet is best you know is it keto is it this is it that um you know, is it the Atkins diet? I mean, Atkins, Dr. Atkins died of a heart, heart attack. attack. Um, just, you know, he, and maybe he had no sperm, you know, I don't even know. It's hard to hard to say, <laughs> hard to know, but I would suggest something more along the lines of the Mediterranean diets, which um, is just very well balanced. Okay. So low carb, but not no carb, uh, lean meats, um, mostly plants, but lean meats, fish, Um, lots of leafy greens. If you're going to drink alcohol, red wine, right, has a lot of the tannins in it, the good stuff. Um, A lot of the antioxidants, use of olive oil, um, light salad dressings like balsamic vinaigrette. Those, those are all the things that I feel like all you guys know already. Um, And those are the things that have been associated with improved everything, you know, including um, good, good fertility yep um, Oh don't take testosterone so the, <laughs> yes. yeah we do see a lot of male make,
1: make your own testosterone don't make don't your own
0: testosterone it. So this is something that is it's kind of confusing until you um, really study it but because people think well testosterone is good for your sperm or whatever but, so what what ends up happening is because of this kind of complex feedback loop um, if you take in testosterone, um, then your your brain kind of feels that and they say, Oh, listen, this guy's got enough testosterone. They're gonna shut down their your the brain hormones, which signal to the testicles to produce sperm uh, and produce testosterone, right? Because they say, Oh, we got enough, we can we can stop, right? Because the brain is not sensing how much sperm you have, the brain is sensing how much testosterone you have, which oftentimes will go together, right? Um, and so if you take testosterone, it's gonna shut it down. Now there are some men who will try various things and some physicians who are prescribing testosterone who try kind of different ways of of getting testosterone levels up um and also trying to drive sperm production so people will be on things like testosterone plus um hcg plus clomid you know sort of various mixes or cocktails so to speak to try and keep the sperm levels up despite um taking testosterone but at least from what I see from my patients, really various levels of success. I do see a lot of patients who come in, I don't know if you guys who are like, well, you know, my doctor says that I'm supposed to have sperm and I'm kind of like, well, you don't, you know, so I don't, I don't know. And, and it's, it's not to be rude or anything like that, but it, it really, there's no question that testosterone use is going to impact your sperm production. Now for some some men may be more sensitive to it than others. Uh, But if you're trying to conceive, um, then stopping or weeding off the testosterone is is probably the best thing you can do. There are some other medications that may improve testosterone levels. So for men who are very dependent on testosterone, what we might consider doing is stopping the testosterone and starting medications like Clomid or HCG, which again will drive your own testosterone production and also drive your own sperm production. and so it's not gonna, you may not feel quite as good as you do when you're taking weekly testosterone, um, but you'll just be more, more likely to conceive.
2: And on that note, uh, for my patients who say, oh, well, you know, I was on it for, you know, three years, I'll just stop and it should be fine. Uh, Unfortunately, what we see for individuals who have been on testosterone for a long time is that some of that sperm making capacity can be permanently reduced. And so we may not be able to rebound back to baseline sperm production that it was before you had started testosterone. So if you haven't had children yet, if you are thinking of having children, uh, stay off the the testosterone until you are done with your family building, because that can uh, produce a permanent, uh, s- sometimes severe reduction in the sperm making capacity that may not be recoverable.
1: And um, and for those who just need the testosterone, um, you you can preserve your fertility by giving a couple of samples and and, and freezing your sperm. Um, as 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 an option, if if that's something you just really can't do without.
0: Yeah, that's what that's what I was going to bring up. That freezing sperm is compared, especially compared to freezing eggs, it's sort of relatively cheap and easy more, thing to do. Easier. Um, you know, if you live in Hawaii, you can freeze with with us, or uh, and you can store here, or you can ship sperm to long term storage facilities where it's even less less expensive.
1: You can't you can't freeze your sperm at home. That's not something you can do.
0: Oh there no no, no don't freeze the sperm at home. Yeah, it it's at, right not now. in the freezer. I mean you can, but it's not <laughs> it's not going to work. It's Probably not going <laughs> to work later when you go to thaw it. Um,
1: you're still going to have no sperm when you if you do it that way.
0: Right right. Yeah. And, and that's, like I said, much easier than freezing eggs. So the other thing too, that we kind of briefly mentioned was there is a significant male factor that's due to um, ejaculatory dysfunction or erectile dysfunction, to sexual dysfunction in general. Um, and that is usually unfortunately made worse by infertility and not better. There's a lot of literature about this where, you know, people who are kind of feel, feel like they're forced to have sex kind of have a harder time than if they're doing it for fun. Um, And there are a number of treatments for that. I mean, obviously you guys probably have heard of medical therapies, things like Viagra for erectile dysfunction, um, but probably even better than that um, is intrauterine insemination. So intrauterine insemination, you can come in, give a sample, um, you can give give a sample at home, bring it in, right, and then, um, we can basically, it's, you know, it's the turkey baser method, right? We take the sperm concentrated, put it directly into the uterus. Um, and so then it kind of takes that stress out of sex and and you can do it um, at your leisure. IUI or intrauterine insemination is also a treatment for I mean, the main use of it, right, is um, for, for kind of a, a male factor infertility, mild to moderate male factor infertility, where the count is a little bit low, or there's some kind of low, lower um, markers there. And what we do is we're sort of concentrating all the sperm and putting it all in the uterus so that there's just a much higher load of sperm that gets to where, where it needs to go. So that's kind of one of the major therapies. Um, the other therapies are, you know, I've in vitro fertilization with ICSI, ICSI is where we actually take the sperm injected directly into the egg. So even with very, very few sperm, um, as long as there is sort of, sort of, some live sperm there, we can usually get things done with ICSI. Um, and then there are the medical therapies, you know, and that's going to vary based on what the problem is, you know, if there is an issue with the hormones that are um, that are producing, that are signaling the testicles to produce sperm, then we may be able to give some medication to rev that up. Um, if there is an issue uh, with an obstruction, so what I mentioned before, either the, the, the uh, absent vas deferens um, or an anatomical obstruction, obstruction for another reason, then we can typically kind of get sperm um, above the level of the obstruction. Uh, or if somebody has a history of vasectomy, right? Same thing. Um, or if somebody has no sperm in the ejaculate, but some sperm production somewhere, we can do what's called a testy, which is the testicular sperm extraction. Um, and uh, the urologist can kind of search for sperm either with or without a microscope. If they use a microscope, that's, uh, that's a micro tesi. Um, And then if any sperm is found, we can then use that sperm for ICSI, uh, for in vitro fertilization. Unfortunately, we can't use that sperm for insemination or, or natural conception. Kind of, we still have to use that along with ICSI. Yeah, I oh, any other thoughts? No. Right, yeah, um, there are some medications as well, which aren't great for sperm, so, um, but don't just go ahead and stop medications. There's retrograde ejaculation is uh, one of the things Dr. Frederelli briefly mentioned. There are some medications that famously can contribute, uh, some medications for prostate health, as well as, um, certain blood pressure medications, which are less common, but those, um, can cause what's called retrograde ejaculation where a man will feel, will, will feel the sensation of ejaculation, but nothing will come out. Right. Um, and then oftentimes the medication can either be stopped or, um, we can do, uh, we can get sperm from the, from the urine. Um, so, and, and then we'd have to do treatment with that as well. Um,
1: and, and associated with that, I think it's sometimes confusing in that you know you you feel like you have an ejaculation, but there's no sperm. There's no there's um, but nothing comes out. And the other thing that men are confused by, even more so, is they're having an ejaculation, they're seeing ejaculate, but then there's no sperm, right? And so the ejaculate is not a sperm. The sperm is you know just a you know, 1% or less of, of the volume of the, of the ejaculate. And, and basically the sperm is coming from a different duct than all the other fluids are coming from. And so sometimes that duct can just be blocked. And so there might be, there might be lots of sperm, good sperm, it's just that duct is blocked. Or it might be that, you know, the, the, as Dr. Carmel said, the vaz, lack, lack of a vas deferens. And so then the sperm's not able to, um, to uh, come out with the ejaculate as well. So there are different things that we need to look at Um, when men, when couples are having fertility issues, and oftentimes the male will say, oh, everything's working fine, I don't think I need an evaluation, but unless you look under a microscope, you really don't know.
0: Right. Um, There are also, the the last thing that I think we didn't mention is there there can be some um, things which can actually damage the testicular tissue, cause scarring there, and that can actually cause male factor issues, so you know, history of certain viruses, which hope people hopefully won't come back, but things like mumps, you know, that, that uh, famously used to to affect um, the testicular function, uh, as well as just injuries, um, testicular torsion, where the testicles twist on themselves, the, the blood supply can be cut off. You would know if you had that. Um, it, it probably hurts a lot. Uh, then, you know, you may need a, a surgical intervention to kind of untwist them. Um, that that can cause issues or, you know, any kind of injury, um, certain types of surgeries. So there are things which, which can, so i mean getting a good history, right, from, from our male patients is important because there may be some things in the background that, um, that may be contributing. So, uh, well, I think we've kind of covered a, a, as much as we can, you know, not being urologists here, we're just, you know, we're just REIs, um, but we do see plenty of, uh, male factor in our practices. Um, and, uh, definitely whether you have kind of a known male factor or not, um, doing that semen analysis right off the bat, along with the female partners, um, workup is important. A lot of times men are like, well, I'll let you, I mean, women do this too. We all do this, but you know, a lot of times men are kind of like, well, I'll let you do your workup first and then we'll see like, if you don't have any mm-hmm. issues because many times it's male and female issues that are contributing and then even if it's mainly a female issue we need to know what's going on with the male part of things to figure out what type of treatment we need to we need to do so um, well thank you so much for joining us um, this is ask the docs a fertility institute of Hawaii you live stream if you have any additional questions please feel free to uh, write in we can respond later if you like to speak more with one of us you can um, schedule consultation and we look forward to meeting you soon
1: aloha